T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Wait to be joined by Chad Brown, the former All-Pro, and of course, former Colorado Buffalo, part of some incredible teams at Colorado. Eric Bieniemy was on those teams, Chad Brown on those teams. They rarely lost under Bill McCartney at that time. They were going to big-time bowl games as well. So we'll get, we'll get Chad's thoughts on this past NFL season as an analyst, and of course, thoughts on Eric Bieniemy taking over here in Washington while we're waiting for him, um, you know, when you look at the other part of the of the other element of this, you and I talked about this a little bit before you you went on uh, went out of town. This offensive staff, Drew Terrell, you know Randy at running back. You got again a guy on the offensive line that's got massive, you know, appeal to people around the league. How much does B enemy break this staff up? And in your mind, should he break this staff up? Because I think individually there were some coaches doing uh, a lot of good things, I think, on this staff. So we think Drew Terrell is leaving for the Arizona Cardinals. He's from the Phoenix area. He interviewed for their offensive coordinator position. He didn't get it. But based on reports, he's expected to leave to become their new pass game coordinator under their new head coach, uh, Jonathan Gagnon. Um, so we think that's going to be the wide receiver coach position is going to be one of them. Now, depending on who you believe and depending on who you talk to or whatever, and I don't know who Eric Bieniemy has talked to or not, but I, like John Kime this morning on the junks, uh, as I was starting out, said he did not believe there would be a massive staff turnover. I don't know what Eric Bieniemy thinks or knows about Randy Jordan, about Jennifer King, uh, about um, uh, John Matzkow, about Juan Castillo. I, I don't know. Uh, Juan Castillo. Those two crossed you, over somewhere. I was reading. I was reading a story over well, the Castillo weekend. Castillo was with Andy Reid for a long time mm-hmm. in various roles, including even a defensive coordinator. They I don't think him and, they crossed over somewhere. 
Uh, I, I noted uh, there was an article okay. that talked about how those two had crossed. Was over Castillo somewhere. part of the Kansas City staff anytime recently? No, I think this was back further. Okay. So, but they the common denominator at the very minimum is Andy Reid, mm-hmm. right? Just like it was, quite honestly, with Ron Rivera and and Eric Bieniemy. So I think emphasis think that a guy like Castillo probably will be on this staff. I don't know, again, what he thinks of or what his relationship is with Randy Jordan, Jennifer King, uh, again, Matzkow, whoever. I don't know. I would be surprised if there's a complete washing of the current coaching staff on the offensive side of the ball. I don't ever think I, – I really don't think those guys were the problem. I, I Like, I'm sorry – like some people might say, well, well, it's Randy Jordan's fault that Antonio Gibson fumbled so much and 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 wouldn't run straight ahead and downhill that he got his ass benched midway through August. Really, is it? Sh- you sure about that? You sure about that? I don't. Th- I don't buy that for one second. I mean, nobody had a problem with the way the rookie running back exactly. ran straight ahead this year. Exactly. I don't buy that for one second. But some people do. So if if you if you look honestly and you say well okay if if Castillo and, and again I don't know what Eric Bieniemy knows thinks of these guys maybe the reason why they're having the opening press conference on Thursday is to give him a few days to evaluate what he has what he's inheriting to talk to the assistant coaches what have you looks like they're losing Drew Terrell I maybe you see, see I think that's a I think that's a sneaky bad loss because yeah. look at what he's done with that room those yeah. guys are good I and know. I know don't get me wrong don't get me wrong I know I know Terry McLaurin was good at Ohio State I know John Dotson was good at Penn State don't get me wrong I understand that but I think they all got better here I think what you saw from them last year was good work so losing a person like him in this situation well, you may be able to go find somebody that will be able to maintain these guys. It's possible. I just think losing a good coach when you're trying to keep continuity, um, it really stinks because I think Drew does a good job. I mean, I think you know, the only way you can judge a position coach, and I talk, I talk about this with head coaches all the time, mm-hmm. the only way you can judge your position coaches is honestly how their players perform. And those players in that room performed very, very well. Whenever you, even when you had to go as deep as Cam Sims, Cam Sims could come through for you. Right. And I think that's the ultimate test of a guy that's keeping players engaged in the meeting room and then obviously holding them accountable to attention to detail on the field when you can go five or six deep. What about De'Ami like, Brown? Not enough development there, but I mean, is that Drew? Uh, I think, I think in part it might be the offense not asking. Deami Brown to do more than just Maybe. hey go run a go run Maybe. a go route or a post route. Maybe. I mean when he did right when he did a couple of mm-hmm. times in the Tennessee game, uh, the one time and then the second time was not really a post route. It was more I want to say a corner route or a seven route, whatever it was. But it was two different types of touchdowns. But that was his one breakout like stamp on the offense type game. We just never saw enough of that. Some injuries along the way. And and, and they didn't really ask a lot of him. They didn't really oh, look, You're they right. really didn't ask a lot You're of right. him and Cam Sims. You're right. During the course well, of the season. And if you have Curtis Samuel and he's healthy, which he was, and if you have Terry McLaurin and he's healthy and he was. And if you have Jahan Dotson and he was not healthy, so that's when they asked more of 
Deami Brown and Cam Sims. And again, the results were, they were okay. They were fine. I wouldn't say they were great, but they were fine. That Tennessee game came when Jahan Dotson was out. Okay? Mm-hmm. Now, if you can find a way, like you said last hour, and I think you're absolutely right, we talked about this before the Super Bowl. All five of their starting re- or all five of their active receivers for the Super Bowl were not with the team last year. Eric Bieniemy seems to, and Andy Reid seem to find a way to incorporate a lot of different guys so that you can't zone in, key in on just one guy. Even though naturally Kelsey and Tyreek Hill, when he was there, are going to get more attention. It's not just about them or primarily about them. That is the most staggering thing to me about the Kansas City offense this year. Is that was their ability yeah, to take I agree. Lose a guy like Tyreek Hill, okay? And not skip a beat. And not skip a beat at all. And and that again, listen, no matter what the reasoning is for why Eric look, there are a couple of reasons why you should at least pause for concern. And say, what are the commanders not seeing that 15 other teams saw or didn't see that maybe even Andy Reid didn't see? What are they not seeing about Eric Bieniemy that so many others have not been willing to give him that next okay, that greater well, opportunity? That, that leads me to the other question. We've talked about pros. What are the cons? Lack of lack of specific play calling experience over a long period Correct. of time. Correct. I, I mean, but are you getting Eric Bieniemy if he was the primary play caller in Kansas City? Probably not. Probably not. Here's my, the con for me. This is me. One, this organization often thinks they're getting something and gets hoodwinked. Especially involving Andy Reid. <laughs> well, I'm I'm glad you mentioned that because I thought about I'm just that. saying. I, I thought about that on the way in. Is this Andy Reid's gift to make up for the two times that he absolutely hoodwinked and suckered Bruce Allen and and you know the Redskins slash Commanders organization, or is this Andy Reid suckering them again? Uh, I, I I'm so glad you mentioned that because that was on my list. I, I thought I thought about that this morning. It, I think this is Andy Reid's gift to be enemy to Ron and to the Commanders right, organization. Okay, but, but I can't say for sure. I know that. Was there anything wrong with being six and three with Alex Smith at the time yeah, of the injury? There was a lot wrong. Jay wanted. To, I don't think Jay will comment on it publicly if we ask him. Maybe he will. Um, Jay wanted to bench Alex Smith. And, and not only that, Bruce, uh, upon acquiring him, Bruce paid him a fortune. Yes. And they were winning games 17-14. Right. You know, a la Taylor Heineke style. Mm-hmm. They were not winning because of their offense. They were winning because they were grinding out games. Their defense was playing well. He wasn't well. a fit for what Jay Gruden wanted to do. Alex? Yes. No. But I... I don't know who was or who is. I mean, Kirk Cousins was a fit. 
But Kirk Cousins didn't have well, the, if the I, if complete you arsenal a, that right, Jay would you, want. If you, again, if you're hiring, if you're hiring a guy based on their arm talent, which you have to have arm talent to execute Jay's offense. Yeah, I think Alex Smith had enough arm talent. I wouldn't say by no means was he like Patrick Mahomes or Aaron Rodgers arm talent by no means, but I think Alex had enough juice. Cousins to was better equipped. Cousins was better equipped to operate Jay's offense than, I, I than would, Alex. Smith. I would agree, but the one thing that Alex had that Jay didn't, uh, that Kirk didn't have, is the mobility. True. True. Okay. So again, Kirk had better arm strength. Kirk had, I believe, better consistency as a passer, and that's why it worked largely here. What Kirk didn't have was that off-platform, that mobility to break things. That which is what Mahomes has. Which is what Alex, Alex once had the mobility to do some of that stuff, but then obviously following the injury had none. But remember, here and to your point, they were doing well record wise, and they were winning games six and three, what have you. But he was still trying to figure out the offense. He was still trying to figure out the language, the terminology, yeah, sure. and 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 that's why I had such a big problem with him not playing much in the preseason, and I hammered Jay for that. Just like I would any new, you know, again, if Sam Howell better be, freaking be playing all three preseason games. What do they play? Three, Yeah, three preseason mm-hmm. games now, right? I, I, I don't want to see Sam Howell not if playing. If he plays well in two, I think you have to play him a light amount in three, if at all, because you want to make sure he answers the bell for the opener. But that's, his play, I, I, his play over the first two will dictate how much you have to play him. Can he take the play from your from your ear? Can he then take it to the huddle, get you out of the huddle without you burning timeouts left and right because they can't get the play in, play to the in the huddle, play to the line that's of scrimmage, fair. and that early in the season and in those preseason games, that's one of those small detailed things to watch. And and I think this was the cool part about watching the defenders the other night was listening to both offensive coordinators, Mm -hmm. uh, Fred Kice for Washington and um, June Jones for uh, Seattle, listening to them call the plays and the differences between one coach uh, and the other. I I think that was, that that, to me, the terminology, how well Biennemi, you know, gets that across to his offensive staff and to obviously Sam Howell, who has to disseminate this information quickly right. in the huddle and get guys to the line of scrimmage. You're going to in the look in the preseason and maybe even early in the season, you're going to have guys that go the wrong way. Sam's going to call the play the wrong way. A receiver's going to interpret the play the wrong way. Somebody's going the wrong way. That's going to happen a couple of times during the the early part of the season, just because it's all new Absolutely. to everybody. But to me. That's the fascinating part is how fast does Hal accept the terminology and then disseminate it in the huddle where guys know exactly and decisively what he's talking about and go to the line of scrimmage and do their job. All all good points. Um, remember, because I know we talked about it, My our, I, I know it was mine, our, I think, biggest concern going into the first game of the Carson Wentz preseason era or the Carson Wentz era was – Hey, how does he operate in the little areas, like the mm-hmm. little nuances, the stuff you're talking about? And I remember coming back in on that Monday after the, I think it was Carolina that they played to start the preseason, and we we're like, 
hey, you know what? Like it wasn't a long sample, but I mean, everything seemed to operate smoothly, and 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 they got to the line of scrimmage, and they didn't burn timeouts, and and now there there were problems during the regular season with Carson and Taylor Heineke and the offense, but there weren't problems in that. So how much can we determine about Sam Howell and his knowledge and his comfortable comfort? comfortability, whatever that word is, mm-hmm. that I'm looking for. I don't know if we're going to be able to tell it because bullets aren't flying for real in the preseason. We know that, right? Sometimes you're playing you know, the first team. Sometimes you're playing the second team. Sometimes you're playing guys that are going to be bagging groceries. Guys are playing 80%. They're not going full blast, what have you. But I think we will start to get an initial read on the offense, an initial feel, but you should still expect some – Ups and downs, some bumps in the road, some potholes. When the bullets actually fly for real. But I think you're right about if Sam Howell goes out and plays, say, two series in the first preseason game and looks good and looks the part, and then in the second half plays, or the second game plays, you know, maybe the entire first half, Pete, I think the likelihood is they're going to shut him down, even though I'm going to tell you over and over and over and over again. I'm going to tell you over and over again that they need to play Sam Howell more and they need to play the first-team offense more. They are going to be stubborn. They are going to be resistant, and they are going to be pig-headed, in my opinion, about not playing a rookie quarterback. He's essentially still a rookie quarterback in terms of playtime about playing a rookie quarterback in a new offensive system with a apparently by everything you read and anyone you talk to a meticulously detail oriented new offensive coordinator and new terminology and a new system remember that's the downside here is Eric Bieniemy might not be what people think he is he might be gone in a year okay <laughs> Okay, he might be gone in a year, and on top of that, haven't the, the, he's at a, least changing okay, the terminology. You bring up a great point. Thank you. Because if I'm going to give you credit where credit is due when you when you when you get it right, I'm, I'm not going to be one of the I'm not going to be like Paul who just savages you for no good reason. <laughs> okay. If he does, if this offense does smack it out of the park, Sam Howell looks like he did at North Carolina. Great year. We're coming right back to a scenario we've had here before, Chris, albeit this time likely under a new ownership group. Okay? You're going to have a coordinator who looks fantastic, who comes in and does the job exactly like you expect, and more importantly, exactly like you hope. What did Ron say coming into this past year? We've got to win in a different way. We've got to do it in a more exciting way. Okay? All of a sudden, your coordinator delivers the goods. Okay? Can you let Eric Bieniemy leave your building? Because as I said during those shows last week when I was solo, this is the only stigma remaining that he has not been able to control yet is the complaint about, oh, he hasn't called plays consistently. Well, if he hits this out of the park like a Joey Manessa's home run, into the Budweiser Beer Garden at Nationals Park. If he smacks it out of the park, how do you let him out of your building? You can't let him out of your building long term, can you? You, 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 you. If if you're 
if, if, because if he does it, Chris, someone is going to go, oh, damn, just like we could have had a V8. Oh, we should have hired this guy a long time ago. All right, here's here's my answer to that. Again, it, it's probably my number one fear is that they're going to have a new offensive coordinator going into 2024 and a f- one, two, three, fourth different system, terminology, what have you. Not for if Sam you make Howell him the head turn. coach. Not if you make him the head coach. Because we've been there Again, before. What did, what, what did we've I, let what did good I say? dudes out of the building. Right. What did I say earlier in the show? I said, what if Sam? What if Eric Bieniemy comes in and improves the offense and they're scoring 25 points per game, but they're still not good enough, they're still falling short in other areas, they're still not winning enough games? You could fire Ron Rivera midway through the season at the sure. end of next season sure. and hire Eric Bieniemy and say, sorry, or, Jack. Or you could say to Ron, hey, We'd like to keep you on the football side because we thought you did a great job bringing Eric in here, but we want to keep Eric here long term. And the only way we can do that is if we bump you upstairs full time and we let Eric take over as the head coach. Then do you need. Do you present him with that type of scenario? And does Ron take it? Would be the ultimate question. Uh, Ron, we're going to pay you for five more years yeah. to be president know. of you know the football side and and run the front office with Martin and Marty if you want to uh, keep doing that. I don't know if I I think Ron was selfless enough to make this hire. Selfless mm-hmm. is that the right? That's a good word. I'll, I'll take that. I think Ron was selfless enough to make this hire. I don't think Ron. I I don't know. I don't think Ron would be that selfless to say, oh, we won 10 or 11 games. I'm going to retire as the head coach and be an executive now and and and, and not on the sideline. You, you know what I'm saying? And let Eric take Your over the Your fan reins. base would crush you. They would kill you. If? All this excitement that you have right now it, oh, if surrounding this hire. left after a year? If you left, if you, if enemy left to go be a head coach somewhere else. Do you think they would crush Yes. Ron and the, and the, I, I, yes. I think they would. I think they would be like, "Damn, that sucks." We had magic going. Let's hope we can continue. But good luck, Eb. Man, you deserved it. You knocked you, it out of the park. You. I, I don't think they would crush. because if it's directly tied to what Eric does with the offense. I know you've but, got. I mean, but Pete, uh, this was the gamble that you're taking, right? When you hire a guy like Eric Bieniemy, who clearly wants to be results. a head coach, we've I seen know. the results without. That's why I would not be opposed to Eric Bieniemy bringing in some of his people. What if he brings in some of his people and then you say, "Hey, you know what? You know this system. You know, you know the system. Let's do it." All right, we'll take the break. We're going to get uh we'll get the break in here. Chad's with us. We'll talk to Chad Brown coming up next right here on the Team 980 streaming live for free on the Odyssey app. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. 
Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Touchdown at 10 continues here on the Team 980 Tuesday morning. And, of course, big NFL news here in Washington over the weekend involving Eric Bieniemy becoming the offensive coordinator. And, of course, a guy that watched Eric Bieniemy run for 1,600 yards as a teammate in a national championship year at the University of Colorado and was a damn good linebacker in his own regard as a multi-time All-Pro. Chad Brown joins us. Chad, Pete Medhurst, Chris Russell here in D.C. Appreciate a few minutes this morning. How are you? I'm fantastic, fellas. Good morning to you. Good morning, Chad. Thank you. Chad, look, I mean, you guys had a who's who of players on that Colorado team, man. Um, Even Michael Westbrook, of course, went on to be uh, a great player here in D.C. You had a guy like Vance Joseph on that team has gone on to be uh, a longtime coach in the NFL, and certainly now Eric, who has been, let's face it, Eric has been the talk of the league uh, for one way, shape, or form for several years now. 16 interviews for a head coach, 15 different teams, and no one pulled the trigger. And now all of a sudden the league as a whole, everybody outside of D.C., questioning the move that Eric is making uh, to come to Washington. You played the game. I'll ask you the question in your mind. How much does coaching matter and be for a guy like Eric making the move from his comfort zone to an uncomfortable area uh, here in Washington? What do you think it means for him? And obviously uh, there's a Washington fan base, Chad, that's pumped up that he's coming here. Well, I think that fan base that you just mentioned should be pumped up. Um, Eric is one of the most competitive people I've ever met in my entire life. I played in the NFL for 15 seasons. You know, I was a teammate of, of Tom Brady's, our national championship team at Colorado. You know, 10 of the 11 guys on the defensive field that night played in the NFL. So I've been around some very competitive people. We do not win that national championship at the University of Colorado without Eric on the field, but more importantly, without Eric off the field, his leadership. So even back then, he was – a uh, very competitive guy, a, a leader of men kind of guy. Um, so you kind of went over a, a lot there, kind of introducing Eric. Um, but the competitive nature that he brings, uh, the track record of success, even going back to when he was a 
running back coach at UCLA. He helped turn Maurice Jones-Drew into, into a name that we all recognize. Chris Brown at the University of Colorado. Adrian Peterson, uh, early on in AP's time at the Vikings. Eric was a part of that. So he turned good players into great players consistently throughout his career. He's elevated guys at the Kansas City Chiefs and turned them into household names as well. Uh, Washington is very lucky to have him. Um, his competitive nature, I think, looks at this challenge of you know leaving a situation where you got the best quarterback in the league to an unknown quarterback situation in Washington, and he views that as a challenge that speaks directly to his competitive fire with him, but he'll find a way to maximize it and make that situation better. Chad, everything you just said there fires me up and wants me to run through a brick wall for Eric Bieniemy, right? And we, right. I, I think some of us have heard some of what you just illustrated, but you have firsthand knowledge, you know, from 25-ish years ago or whatever it is, 30 years ago. What, 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 you know where I'm going with this. But here's my question. Why did so many other NFL teams not see what you know and what you just told us about Eric Bieniemy? Is it the elephant in the room is it for whatever reason parts of his personality didn't connect with with new teams and new environments any idea what got eric Bieniemy in this position of being so good at what he does and everything you just said and yet not able to get that next level job uh, I, mean, I think that's the obvious question so uh i don't necessarily have a direct answer to that now, uh, we've heard Eric doesn't interview well. Um, I, I would probably respectfully push back on that. But at the same time, I'm not an NFL owner. I'm not a billionaire. I'm not expecting uh, a guy to walk in who has completely smoothly polished and, you know, out of general casting as far as being an NFL head coach. Eric is, you know, let's face facts. He's a five seven, you know, black guy. Um, and, you know, I think there is a – racial component to this not saying nfl owners are racist but there is a certain uh bias that we all have and we're talking about certain positions in our company or certain positions on the football field we instantly instantly conjure up an image you know you talk about quarterbacks and you go to hollywood well guess what he's going to be six four he's going to be white you know that's what hollywood wants when they think of a quarterback um does eric fit the description of an nfl head coach or nfl you know talented coordinator Probably not for a lot of people, but I can tell you that he will be successful because he's a guy who has the pedigree, the experience, the background, the leadership skills, the knowledge, the technique. He's got all of that with him. Now, there were some legal troubles uh, 20 years ago, 25 years ago, when he was a coach early on in Colorado and a player at Colorado. Um, but there's been, you know, all kinds of questionable things that coaches have done over the years that don't get the same scrutiny that Eric does. And when people talk about his fiery personality you know we've seen some, some blow-ups on the sideline with Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey in Kansas City uh, last time I checked Bill Parcells is generally considered a coach who should be on the Mount Rushmore coaches and he has a fiery personality and has challenged players and has challenged his own coaches repeatedly on national television yet he is not branded the same way that Eric is so um I understand that Eric may not be everybody's cup of tea, uh, but in the end, when you know, football teams are not made of people that we love. They're made of, of people who want to go out and win football games. And Eric certainly knows how to do that. Former All-Pro linebacker Chad Brown, our guest. But, Chad, I mean, again, you're an All-Pro. Didn't you want to be coached? 
Didn't you want to be held accountable? Didn't it make you better? You know, I mean, Bill Belichick is, <laughs> I'm sure Bill Belichick in the meeting room after a loss is not a guy singing kumbaya. It's all right, fellas. We'll just, uh, we'll come back next week and try and do better. Yes, absolutely. The best coaches find ways to challenge you, to bring more out of you. Uh, early on in my NFL career, my wife asked me, you know, why are you hiring this personal trainer? You know, can't you train yourself? I was like, no, I need somebody who's going to take me beyond myself. Myself can only go so far. I need somebody who sees something bigger and better out there for me who can push me to that. And those guys I just listed, Maurice Jones-Drew, Chris Brown, who ran for over 200 yards against Nebraska in a, in a, CU, a Nebraska game, uh, Adrian Peterson, all those kind of guys can attest to Eric pulling something more out of them than they thought they had inside themselves. Chad, um, why do you – like – you you just illustrated all the things that you love about Eric Bieniemy and some of the potential reasons why maybe he hasn't elevated uh, to the head coaching job. Do you believe that Andy Reid, while helping him in some ways, because Andy is considered the mastermind of that team, that offense, and Andy Reid still primarily called the plays, do you think in some ways that was holding Eric Bieniemy back? Oh, absolutely. And not necessarily from a skill set standpoint, but from a public perception standpoint. And uh, the, the, the looming shadow of, of, of Andy Reid, uh, it's, it's fascinating because Matt Nagy did not get branded and cast with that. Matt Nagy was offensive coordinator, gets the head coaching opportunity with Chicago Bears. And maybe, maybe because of Andy Reed, uh, Matt Nagy's lack of success in Chicago, maybe in some way that hurts Eric's possibilities. Uh, now, here's another guy who's Andy Reid's offensive coordinator that we should be considering for a head coaching position. And we're a little afraid because it didn't work out for Aunt, uh, Matt Nagy. Uh, I think Eric had to move on. And before this was even discussed publicly, I, I spoke to some friends thinking, hey, he's going to have to move on and prove himself in, in, in a new place where he is the man where, where, without Andy Reid's shadow. And he's going to have to do that. It's unfortunate. It's a bit ridiculous in my mind, but uh, this is the path that he's got to take. So when uh, the opportunity comes to be a head coach, which hopefully will be the next couple of seasons, uh, all that Andy Reid talk has now been removed. He can just be evaluated for his work as the offensive play caller for the Washington Commanders. Former All-Pro Chad Brown, our guest, former teammate of Eric Bieniemy at Colorado. And, and look, I mean, Chad, let's face it. Chris and I were just talking about this last hour. When we evaluate – what Kansas City did this year. You know, when you got Tyreek Hill going along, Travis Kelsey, that's that's easy. What they did this year, though, with so many new pieces on that offense, especially uh, at wide receiver and the way, you know, they were able to spread the wealth uh, within that group, uh, I think that maybe even speaks volumes uh, to a greater level about uh, what Andy, Eric, the rest of that offensive staff uh, were able to do in terms of communication, teaching, and evaluating what they had and developing a system uh, that worked for all of those guys. Because, yeah, we, you know what you got in Travis Kelsey, but all those other guys were new pieces. Valdez Scantling, Juju Smith-Schuster, who we didn't know could play to that level uh, anymore because of what we had seen You know, his last couple of years in Pittsburgh were certainly nothing representative uh, of what they got out of him uh, this year. I thought this was a tremendous coaching job. Uh, by the combination of Andy and that offensive staff. And obviously Eric has 
a lot to do with that, and that group ends up winning a world championship. Your thoughts on the way they were able to uh, go? Uh, they some people thought it was the end of the world without uh, Tyreek Hill yeah. on that offense. Tyreek Hill is you know a unicorn at the wide receiver position. He presents a threat to defenses that I can't think of uh, you know any other player in the league who presents that strong of a threat play in and play out. If we allow this guy to get one-on-one with our DB, if we make a mistake with our safety over the top, this guy is going to sting us and sting us bad. Um, so to lose that, uh, that piece, that chess piece within your offense that really allowed things to open up and still find ways schematically to move your offense forward, uh, to your point, it shows a tremendous coaching job. Uh, they did not bring in anybody with that same level of threat to a defense. They, in, in turn, kind of shifted the offense around Travis Kelsey um, and used him creatively. They developed a guy, a seventh-round pick in Isaiah Pacheco. They found ways to, to move things forward when, you know, all of us were like, oh, there's no way they're going to be able to be as good as they once were. Now, of course, it helps having a quarterback like Patrick Mahomes. Can't dismiss that in any way. Um, it helps having an all, all-time tight end like Travis Kelsey Yet still, they found ways to shift this offense and still end up hoisting Lombardi Trophy after the end of the year. So I, I see that as a tremendous, you know, uh, tip of the cap for those guys, number one. But number two, as a tremendous job well done to be able to pull all that off. No doubt about it. Uh, Chad Brown, our guest, uh, had a tremendous career uh, in the National Football League, drafted in the second round by the Pittsburgh Steelers, played his college ball, again, a Colorado teammate of Eric Bieniemy. Uh, speaking of that, and before we run out of time, so maybe this is a little bit out of, out of order, why do you think Colorado, with all of their problems you know, and their program over the last, I don't know, dozen, 15 years, whatever, never gave Eric the chance, one. And two, as a byproduct, I don't know about you, I'm excited as hell to see what Dion can do there. Do you think Colorado is back, you know, in terms of, or not back right now, but Colorado will be back, if you will, as a national powerhouse in the next couple of seasons? All right, uh, we'll be back. I think they can make a bowl game this year. For a team that won okay. one game last year, that's a tremendous turnaround. Sure. That, uh, Coach Prime, as he has been requested to be called, will be able to pull off. So that, that's, awesome. I, that's a little absurd, in my opinion. That drives me crazy. I'm just telling you, Chad. Like, I'm going to call him Deion Sanders, okay? And, and certainly you are, you are allowed to do that. Yeah. We are excited here in Colorado. And the man... The man requested to be called Coach Prime. I'm going to call him Coach Prime. You know, uh, we all see coming to America with Eddie Murphy. His mama called him Clay. I'm going to call him Clay. Whatever. I don't know how he his Clay. Greatest movie of all time, Chad. We love that movie. Yeah, so that's a classic. But I think a bowl game uh, will be had this year for the Colorado Buffaloes just because of the tremendous amount of roster turnover. Maybe 45-plus new guys on the football team, maybe the greatest roster turnover mm. in college football history from a, from a talent perspective, 45, three, four, and five-star recruits coming in versus, you know, 45 guys leaving the program who probably won't even, a lot of those guys won't even be able to latch on anywhere unless they go down to a lower division of football. That's how bare the talent shelf was for the University of Colorado. But to answer your question about Eric, um, Eric and Sean, uh, John Embry, you know, they were head coach and offensive coordinator with the Buffalo, mm-hmm. and they got a very short window, and Eric was very frustrated with that process, very frustrated by the lack of help from the administration, 
and his words to me was, Man, I just can't do college again. You know, so I think something in that process broke his heart. Um, and then I think he recognized as well that his skill set um, was at that particular time and moving forward was geared more to the NFL and not to, not to college. And I think that's also a smart thing is you as a coach, you recognize where you are going to be best at right. and where you can best help an organization. So I don't see that as a negative. Um, I actually see that as a positive from Eric to recognize that. Okay. Chad, you played for multiple Hall of Famers, though, as a coach. What, what is it about them that, in your mind, that you observed as a player makes them what they are? I mean, because some guys are lucky enough to play for, like, a good coach. You play for multiple Hall of Famers. I mean, guys that are going to be, you know, in bronzed in Canton for a long time. Well, Bill Cowher's already got his Hall of Fame jacket. <laughs> so there, there you go. Uh, Mike Holmes was part of that conversation. Obviously, Bill Belichick will get in uh, as soon as he retires. Um, the, the, the connective tissue between all those guys is the detail of it all, understanding the detail of the coaching position and how there's really – no stone that can be left unturned. And a great NFL coach does not let things slide by. They recognize that everything becomes an indicator for how we're going to play on the field. And Bill Cowher said to me early on, Chad, everything you do is going to be evaluated. Who you eat with, uh, what kind of you know, energy you go in between drills with, where do you sit in the meeting room, all those things. I think those coaches recognize all those factors, not just for the players in the locker room, but their coaches as well. And build an organization with a high level of accountability, and they recognize in all those details. Chad, I'll let you out on this. Where'd your love of reptiles come from? Uh, wow, good, good question. I grew up in Southern California, um, and I caught snakes and lizards and frogs in my backyard all the time as a kid. Um, so I think it's a high level of comfort around that, just simply geography where I grew up. And, uh, you know, when your mother says you can't have any reptiles in my house, uh, I could not wait to get to college where then I could have reptiles in the house. So, you know, kind of showing mom what I can do kind of thing. And uh, it, it, the love grew from there. I, I had an iguana in college. It was my roommates. And uh, it made me never want a reptile or snake or <laughs> iguana again. Uh, iguanas are terrible pets. You oh. Know. Okay. Big, big giant lizard with sharp claws. Now, there's a reason why iguanas are not a staple part of the pet trade any longer. Gotcha. Um, there's far better animals that will give you a much better experience. Had a boy. I, Chad, we, we got to. I mean, hopefully you liked us. We got to get you back on, man. You were awesome. Appreciate you, Chad. Thanks. I'd, I'd love to come back on. Thanks for having me. You on, got guys. it, Chad Brown, the former All Pro, joining us here this morning on the Team 980, and of course, streaming live for free on the Odyssey app. You can hit rewind on Odyssey to get the full interview. And, that was great. Uh, I'm going to run down the hall to make sure that that gets uh, to be a part of um, the power. The, hour. the power hour coming yes. back. At 6 o'clock tonight. Chad was great. Talking about Eric Bieniemy. Look, that's somebody that played with Eric Bieniemy. Knows Eric Bieniemy. You got his thoughts. Now we turn it over to you. 301-230-0980. Chris tells us what's trending. Here's what's trending on the Team 980. All right. So as we've been talking about all morning, and you just heard from former All-Pro Chad Brown on Eric Bieniemy, the new commander's offensive coordinator, will be introduced officially about 48 hours from right now, 11 o'clock on Thursday morning. We will bring it live to you from Ashburn as Bieniemy gets introduced 
as the new Commander's Offense Coordinator Assistant Head Coach. Uh, everybody excited about the move, or most everybody excited about the move, what it will mean. Uh, again, we've been talking about it since we hit the air this morning. If you missed any of it, hit the Odyssey Rewind feature on the Team 980. And, of course, Maddie will have you covered at Russell and Medhurst on the podcast at the team 980com uh, throughout the day. Meanwhile, the Caps back home tonight. Very important game for the suddenly improved Detroit Red Wings who come in at 26-21 and 8. Caps have lost four in a row. They will not have Alex Ovechkin once again for a fourth consecutive game. He is reportedly back on his way from Russia uh, to rejoin the team but will not play according to Mike Vogel of the Caps uh, in tonight's contest. Hopefully they will have him for the rest of the homestand. It is a three-game homestand. The Caps 7-11-1 since the new year after a great record in December and to end out the year. Meanwhile, Josina Anderson of CBS Sports reporting what has already been expected, what we mentioned earlier in the show, commander wide receiver Drew Terrell expected to leave for a position as the passing game coordinator with the Arizona Cardinals, and that's what's trending. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Appreciate the fabulous Annie Hoffman getting us Chad Brown. And he was great. He was tremendous. I've never talked. I saw him at the Army-Navy game uh, the last two years, I think, Mm -hmm. but we've never been able to line up our schedules to have him on. He was terrific. And he did a lot lot of ESPN radio during the playoffs Mm -hmm. uh, and stuff like that. So uh, looking forward to having him back as a part of the show. I think he's Uh, on 104.3 The Fan in Denver mm -hmm. as well, which is where – uh, actually, Tyler Columbus, I think, used to work at 104.3 and now is switched uh, to Altitude or whatever, whatever it is. Yeah, uh, whatever they've rebranded that. Yeah, yeah. so I, I, I think they both used to work together, whatever. And you know, Tyler Great and insight, are, though, on Biennium. Yep. And, mm-hmm. you know, look, no better to me, no better insight than a guy that was inside the locker room with him. Yep. Uh, that knew the Eric Biennium then, Chris. And I think that's the important thing. And, and, and you know, Chad alluded to it, obviously. Um you know, the stuff that you you brought up that I think some people still trip over, even though it was 25 years ago, uh, you know, 20, 25 years ago for Eric, you know, uh, the brief legal issue that, look, I mean, let's face it, Chris, you know if it was something that serious, there's no chance he's on Andy Reid's staff as long as he is. There's no chance he's coaching on other NFL teams. You know how good NFL security is at getting that information to their teams, and if they felt that that was any kind of a issue going forward, he he wouldn't have had a job in the NFL. So I think that, to me, that that you bring up, and I think it's it it is pertinent uh, still to some teams. But again, it was so long ago, and I just like the fact that this is a guy that's going to come in. It's going to be a fresh voice for them, and. I think it's going to be, I think, I mean, obviously, I think it's going to be a complete 180 from Scott Turner. 
in terms of mannerisms, in terms of how they go about, mm-hmm. you know, their daily bread, so to speak. Uh, and, and and you know what? That might be a good thing here. It might be a good thing that somebody brings a little bit of that energy. Because, look, the one thing you can say about Jack Del Rio, Jack Del Rio's not afraid to hold his guys on no, that side of the ball accountable no. either. But Jack is stoic. Jack's not warm and fuzzy. I don't think Biennemi really is that way either. So I think... I think it's going to be interesting to see how everybody kind of meshes and gels. Um, Because Ron, like, I think Ron gets this image that he's, that he's soft and, and, and too easy on guys. Ron is a hard ass. I just think Ron, I think Ron is a guy and sure. We have examples of, you know, talking about, Chaesung perhaps freelancing at times, not necessarily sticking with the game plan. Mm -hmm. But I believe Ron is more of a guy that if I got to rip your rear end, I'm going to do it behind closed doors. I'm going to do it, you know, on the practice field when nobody's, you know, no media, nobody's Uh, watching. Until you don't listen to my message 15 times. Correct. And And then I'm going to fry your ass. I I think that's where I believe Ron is one of those coaches. We're going to take care of our business directly because I don't think it does. I don't think it does. I don't think you get more out of a player sometimes when you scream and rip them publicly. Yeah. You know, when you chastise and undress a guy on the sideline or something like that. You know, every once in a while you can get something good out of that, but I don't think a lot comes out of that now in any sport. I, I, I agree. And it and it opens up a can of worms that, you know, you very quickly have to realize once you open it, it ain't getting slammed. Fifteen shut. members of the media roll right yeah, to that locker exactly. when the game and is over. Become, hey, and it becomes coach ripped bi- your ass. What absolutely. did he say? It becomes way bigger than what you're trying to accomplish. Right. I will say this. One one quick thing here before the top of the hour. It, it's interesting because Jack, I think, clearly runs the defense, even though Ron was a defensive guy, and Ron obviously has input. Nobody would deny that. But Jack, I think, especially now, right? Uh, I mean, Ron's not running around with any of the laminated sheets no, and pacing no, no, no. up and down but, the sideline. But Ron, obviously, and... that, being that that's his specialty mm-hmm. expertise, I'm, I'm sure, sure he, Ron, during the week, has a lot of input in the sure defense. sure he chimes right? in during the game on Absolutely. the headset saying, hey, I th- Jack, I saw this. Maybe we need to do that. I, I, I don't doubt he suggests. Right. You know, during the course of a game. But I was told Ron was more involved in the offense earlier this year than maybe some people realized and was more frustrated and was more uh, just frustrated is the best way to put it. Ron the personnel man and Ron the coach had a lot to lose if the quarterback position failed. Correct. But but I wonder how he's going to be with Biennemi. Because if you gave Biennemi full autonomy, full control, and you're Ron Rivera... And you may have hired your replacement, and you hired this iconic name. You, Ron, better not be in those damn headsets. Going, hey, Eb, run the ball, 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 run the ball. You, you know what I'm saying? Eb like, Ron, works down the hall. Well, you got to call him Eric. That's now <laughs> that's now officially the second most relevant Eb in the market. Okay, <laughs> but you know what I'm saying? I wonder how much Ron is going to back off completely. And not be involved. And is that a good thing or a bad thing? I think think it's a good thing. Yeah, I think what's going to happen, and we got to take the break, and we'll hear more, obviously, Thursday when Eric Biennemi is introduced. I think Ron gives Eric Biennemi the autonomy to do what he needs to do until 
Eric Bieniemy shows Ron he needs Ron to contribute, or Ron sees a pattern of things that he may suggest. Hey, we need to do this a little bit differently on this down and distance, whatever. Otherwise, I do believe Eric Bieniemy gets to uh, run the offense, do his thing until he proves to Ron that for some reason he can't do it. Three zero one two three zero zero nine eighty. You heard what Chad Brown had to say. Terrific interview. Rewind on Odyssey. Maddie will have it up on the podcast. It's your time to chime in right now. Your time to shine. 301-230-0980. Your thoughts on Eric Bieniemy taking over the pros, and do you have any cons? Is there is there a long list of cons out there that we're not talking about or we're not thinking about? If you got them, bring them to us. 301-230-0980. Final hour on a Tuesday up next right here on the Team 980, streaming live for free on the Odyssey app. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.